slack guy. The best. I am the best. I am the best. Hello and welcome to the Sly Guy podcast with me, Dave Elliott. In surroundings new, I say surroundings new, the surroundings are the same surroundings, but slightly different. I don't know what is that different about it, but, you know, I'm not the producer of the podcast. I am just the, I am just the talent. I'm the best guy. I don't know what in, but I'm the best guy. And we're here in these, in these new surroundings. This is take two, basically, of the debut of the new studio setup because take one was a disaster. Like, last time we were here, I was in the middle of a podcast, and then I got an, if you listen to last week's podcast, you'll know I got an email from my wife, because that's how we communicate, it's 2021, and she said, answer your fucking phone, which was harsh. But when I answered my phone, she was like, oh, I've locked myself out of the house, so I had to just pack up, go home via McDonald's, and just get myself a wee Big Mac and chips and some fucking milkshake action, and then I went back the letter into the house and the kids were asleep so it was all gravy and yeah we had to just cancel the podcast midway Ben the snake rat said listen Dave don't worry about it this happens families happen life happens we'll come back tomorrow in the new studio space that you'd spent long hours the prior week doing work to to meet my specification not me as in me I'm being Ben here. I had to do this to meet his specification. He wanted a wider shot. He wanted a new desk. He wanted little shelves up over there for sponsors. And I came in and slaved late into the night. Sounding like a burglar, probably. Looking like a burglar, because that's how I dress. But sounding like a burglar, I'm sure, for other people in the building. But it's all done. And then he said, listen, come back tomorrow night. It'll be grand. The next day came, I texted him. All good for tonight. He's like, no, can't do it. Mug me. So I recorded what's probably... Ben, would you, did you listen to last week's podcast? Uh, until you mucked me off, yeah. Yeah, would you have said it was the most angry podcast of all time? Absolutely. Listen, it was a lot of anger. You know, sometimes in life, in the world, we are expected to behave in a certain way. And sometimes we don't. Sometimes we don't behave at all. Sometimes we're just fucking hateful bastards. And hey, last week's podcast, I was a hateful bastard. Now, that being said, quite rightly so. And again, thankfully, off camera, Ben apologised. To me, he actually gave me vouchers for uh, up to 50 quid in the Pipeworks, which is, is cute in some respects, but also naive because he would know the 50 quid gets you nowhere in the Pipeworks and he should also know the Pipeworks is shut. But then if he was like inside the knowledge of knowledge, he would know that there is actually a Pipeworks, but it's an underground Pipeworks. You know, it's even better. And 50 quid there goes even less. So, I mean, you're talking if you want to get your... I mean, I was going to say, if you want to get your pipe worked... You need at least five hundred quid for a good time. But thanks, Ben. You've chipped away at my at my balance, and I appreciate that. So here we have it. New setup. I hope you like it, Ben. Do you want to try and explain what the the the, the deal is with this? New, why did you want the new? Why did you want wood? Ben texted me and was like, "Dave, I want I want to see you and wood. I want to see you with wood." And I was like, "What do you mean, Ben?" He goes, oh, "I just want I just want to see you sitting there with wood." And what do you mean? He goes, oh, I just want wood. And then he stopped texting me for a bit until the next morning. He's like, oh, sorry about that last night. And I was like, what do you mean about all this wood? And he was like, I just want to see wood in your set. So what's with the wood? Why do you want wood? You wood. <clears throat> I look better with wood. I mean, yeah, I think that's that's quite a quite a quite an agreeable sentence. I think a lot of people out there would look better with wood. And does this look better as, as, as a setup? Lovely. Looks lovely. Is it, my wood's lovely. It's, it's a lovely piece of wood. Would you like to come over and feel my wood, or is that a wee bit too difficult for you currently? 
Right, okay, because for those of you that can't obviously can't see, because this is the way the camera faces, this fucknut has got his own little unit now. He's got his own little setup. In fact, I'll take a photo of him, and he can take a photo of me, and we'll show both sides, because we did it last week, but then I couldn't post the photos, because... But to be fair, Ben looked very scruffy last week. He doesn't look as scruffy this week. He looks a bit more tidy. He's had a shave. It's fine. I can put that on social media. And also, it would look weird if I'm posting on social media, being like, listen, look at this great new setup. Then you tune in to listen to the podcast on YouTube and see my big fucking stupid, miserable mug in front of the Flat Earth map. So we're back. This is where we are. I get a photo and show people what we're all about. Also, he's what I like about Ben's station is above all else, he's got his own just chug of hand sanitizer, which, by the way, for anybody with a long memory, it's my own brand. It was my gift to him. I brewed it myself in my bath, you know, and by that I mean I lay in the bath and just produced hand sanitizer by the bucket load. And then, it, and, then, and then it was there. So he's got that. He's got set up. He's got his coffee over there. He's got his keys. I mean, his, his keys are in a fruit bowl. Don't know, don't know what's going on there. There's other keys in there too. I don't quite understand what's going on here. All I know, he's staying to edit, edit the podcast when I leave. But good luck to him. It's a good time. It's a nice new setup. And I don't know if this comes across to the, 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 the general viewer on YouTube here, but... There's there's greater illuminations, Ben. What what's going on with the lights? What why did you feel like you needed more light? Just to show off your, your hair a bit more. You fucking son of a bitch. The the one thing I said is, I'm I know I'm going bald. Don't make me look more bald than I am. This fuck has just decided to put even. It's like being at Wembley, on a on a Champions League Wednesday night. Like there's so many fucking floodlights here, just beaming down on my bonds everywhere. I look, it's like aliens are fucking coming in on me. Or, or the police helicopter, but I'm used to the police helicopter coming to get me, so I wouldn't worry too much about that. But it's very it's very illuminated in here, and hopefully, again, that looks nice. Does, does this, I haven't even checked. The sign looks good. doesn't look... Last week, there was a glare in the sign, and I was so angry with Ben once again because he'd spent, I'd spent so fucking much time in this bastard office the week before getting it ready for the podcast for him to put a fucking light on the sign. Just joke. So... This is our new setup, and I like it. It's cool. I've got a wee shelf here to put things. Mobile phone. Condoms. I'll just leave them there. And it's all in all a very a very enjoyable setup. And the mood is, is generally a bit better, I think, between myself and the snake rat at the minute. He, he seems in good spirits, and I'm in good spirits. I think that's because we look to be easing out of lockdown a bit into, you know, freer times. Times of old, I might want to say. You know, we are... We're on the way back to normality, so I hope, and um, it seems all good. You know, it's it's very exciting, and um, I I just got really really too excited there whenever I realised that the people that own this uh, office space that we rent from were in here looking for, for the source of a leak, and I did a lot of DIY in the place. So I've just all of a sudden, it just hit me in the face like, oh no maybe I have done something <laughs> and that's what really put me off there I was going to talk about how great it is they're coming out of lockdown then looking at all these so like soundboard pads have been nailed into the wall I'm going oh no have I just burst apart <laughs> or something but it doesn't it doesn't look too leaky in here does it Ben it looks alright apparently there's no like water mains in this particular part of the building thank god maybe I was going to maybe say take that bit out but hey it is what it is you know one of those moments where it just dawns on you you're like oh no what 
what's happening here? Like, you know, in um, in, like, in the horror films, whenever you, like, are at the... Like, whenever you realise Hannibal Lecter's a bad guy, like, I think it's in... Is it either in Hannibal? I think it is Hannibal or Red Dragon. You know where he gets arrested the, for, like, the first time and the guys around his house just have dinner and Hannibal's, like, just, like, about the about the blunt in him, isn't it, your man? What's, it, what's the actor called? With the blonde hair. Oh, and he's really good and he's in loads of stuff. I mean, the, the name of a blonde actor is really good. Oh, let me have his name. Oh, give me a clue, Ben. Um, oh. I'm thinking about both names with M. Oh, no, I want to say Matthew McConaughey there, but it's not. Give me, give me, give me more of a clue. Tell me his name. Mads. Mads? No, it's not Mads. Mads is Hannibal in the TV series. Mad. It's the guy. He's blonde. He's in a lot of stuff. He's in American History X, as well. Oh. What was his name? Mm. American History X. He's blonde. He's in Hannibal. No, he's in Red... Is he in Hannibal or Red Dragon? Fuck. He's in Red Dragon. Try Red Dragon. And it's not McConaughey. Hey, everybody. It's McConaughey here. Um, it's... What is his name? Do you ever get that? Where you just have a name and you don't... You're, you're the this is the worst bit of production I've ever heard. Why are you taking so so long to do this? You said he's got blonde hair. Blonde hair. He's in American History X. He's you know bald in that. So that's probably where your um, actor American History X maybe go for it, Ben. Um, American History X. Let me see if I get this before you, Edward Norton. You're sacked. There we go. Guy sacked. Get him out of here. He's fired. He's sacked. I mean. He does have blonde hair, Edward Norton. Hair. Yeah, but some movies he's blonde in it. Let me see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find out. Edward Norton, blonde hair, and I bet you I find a picture of Edward Norton, blonde with blonde hair, blonde hair. I mean, there you go. You Google it, and he's got blonde hair. And in what film does he have blonde hair? Red Dragon. <laughs> there you go. So I was right. What a genius guy. My point being. He's there in, like, uh, I mean, it's very gay. <laughs> he's, he's in the gaff of Hannibal. Um, and he is, you know, just having dinner with him or something. And then Hannibal goes to kill him, but he realizes Hannibal's going to kill him. You know what I mean? He was like, oh, fuck, this guy's supposed to be my friend. But actually, he's going to kill me and he's going to make me into dinner. So that's when he realizes that and he gets out of there. And it's all good. So my point being is, I'm in a scenario. I'm thinking something. I'm like, oh my goodness, this place is. Um, there's apparently a leak in here. Go, god damn it! And you're looking around, going, there's potentially a leak in here. And I've done a lot of hammering in the walls, and it's just coincidental. Above all else, that when I start hammering stuff in the walls, there's a leak. So what I'm saying is, hey, I'm maybe guilty of that leak, and that really put me off what I was doing. But hey, we got to talk about Red Dragon. We got to talk about Hannibal. Um. And we'll talk about lockdown after because I just remembered. Not only who who who's famous for playing, I I go, this is typical Ben. I'll go Ben, who's famous for playing Hannibal? And he'll go Mads, Mads. I mean, no, Antoine Hopkins. It's Anthony Hopkins who just won the Best Actor award at the at the Oscars, aged eighty three. 
which is great because how he can remember lines at that age is impressive. You know, it's a great moment for Anthony Hopkins to win it. Sly, because everyone thought it was going to be Chadwick Boseman and he's dead. You know, everyone's like, it's going to be a great moment. It'll be really nice for his family. Nah, a really old white guy wins it. How do you like that, Clarice? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know, so it's been a, a mug off all around. Always Anthony Hopkins mugging people off. Now, I'm going to actually Google here because Ben's Google doesn't work and he's the slowest typer in the world. But I'm going to look up Anthony Hopkins' um, winning the Oscar. Because I don't know about you, Ben. Are you Would you be a fan of, of the Oscars normally? No, no. No? Why? <clears throat> well, I mean, listen, it, it isn't pointless. It's, it's an enjoyable experience and it's fun normally every year i would hear ironically normally every year i've never watched the oscars normally every year i would enjoy looking at like the highlights of the oscars and looking at the movies and in my own head i don't know if anyone else does this you judge movies you in your own head think you're marker mode like you'll be sitting there being like oh how'd that one the best oscar how'd... that best screenplay my my bum <laughs> no I mean, what a great <laughs> great slide slide saying that is mm, my bum yeah so the best um Films, normally, you would look at them and be like, mm, uh, I've not seen any movie this year, really, at all. Any film that's been nominated for an Oscar, I've not seen it. And I think that is a sign of the COVID times. Because for me, I would be a big cinephile, which is not sly or inappropriate. It's someone who's really into the cinema. And I just, I've missed the cinema probably more than anything during the whole COVID scenario. Like drinking and stuff, you can do it in the gaff, but nothing beats going to the cinema with a guy, just, you get a nice big pick-a-mix, a nice big two litres of fucking Coke in a, in a carton that you have to use two hands to carry. You have to carry it like a big dog on your shoulder. Just carry that in. Then your your friend that you've gone to cinema with just has a extra large popcorn and he just really nuzzles it tight on his lap and you just hold it there and then you're like, oh, can I have some of your popcorn? And he's like, yeah, have some of my popcorn. And I'm like, oh, your popcorn. There's a bit of popcorn. It feels really like, you know, extra gloopy and, and like I assume it's just like toffee. I'm like, oh, that's a really toffee bit of pop. And you got to love the toffee flavor of popcorn, you know, and you put it in there and you're like, oh, it's toffee. Popcorn's really, it's not coming out of here. And he's going, oh, pull the, to pull the toffee popcorn out. Oh, and you're going, it's not coming out. I'm trying to pull it. I'm trying to pull it. And he's like, oh, keep pulling the toffee popcorn. You'll get even more syrup. You'll get even more syrup. And I'll go, ah, and I pull it. And then I get all the syrup. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be toffee. And then you just put the syrup in your mouth. And you're like, oh, kind of tastes like scampi fries. What the fuck? But it's tasty. And that's what the cinema's all about for me. And I've missed that. And this year, you know, I've just missed the cinema and I don't know who's winning what. I don't know any of the Oscars. All I know that the winners of Oscars have been two old bastards. You know, Frances McDormand, is it? I hope I've got her name right because she's the most, the second most um, decorated best actress winner ever with three wins for Fargo. Three pennies. <laughs> <laughs> you said three dildos. Three dildos outside Ebbing, Missouri. I mean, that's probably a porn version. Um, along with other porn classics, of course, Shaven Ryan's Privates and Men and Black Men. Um, but yeah, three three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. And she won another one this year for... What was it for, Ben? What was the best... This guy. Be prepped. What did she win for? Frances McDormand. Third Oscar for... Two seconds. Is that the name of the yeah. film? Or? Being best actress in Nor Nomadland. Nomadland? <laughs> I mean, Normanland is... 
Normanland would be a superb film. I mean, I don't know whether that's about like the the sort of Norman and Saxon invasions, or else just a dude called Norman. My father in law is just called Norman, like so it could be him. But Nomadland, which you know, again, I can't comment on. But I know she's a good actress. I know Anthony Hopkins is a good actor, but it's also sly that he, he's one of the eighty three years old. You know, I think um, that was a bit sly on poor Chadwick. Now, again, that being said, it is also good that you know people aren't just winning awards because they've died. I think sometimes throughout history, people die. They just get the, like Heath. I knew Heath Ledger won the best for the. That was Sly. Should have given it to him for Brokeback Mountain, but he was a gay boy in it, and people don't like that, which is Sly. You know, if it was me, I'd be like, listen, your portrayal of oh, no, what's his name, Ennis Delmar, Bo Shakalaka. Can you look that up to see if? His character is called Ennis Delmar in Brokeback Mountain because guess what? One of my favourite films. If it's right and, oh, the other guy, I think it's Jack Swift. I could be wrong, but I think it's Jack Swift and Ellis Delmar. Delmar? Not Denmark. <laughs> Ennis Denmark were the two best mates. Is that correct? Ennis Delmar. Jack Twist? What did I say? Jack Swift? Close. Close. Jack Twist sounds like, 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 like a porn version of what Jack Swift would be, wasn't it? Jack Twist? I mean, you know, he, well, what a sly Jack Twist was probably the, the protagonist there in Brokeback Mountain. What a great tale that was. Made me cry, that movie. Um, great film. And they should have just given it to Heath End rather than stupid being the stupid Joker. And in in not even a Marvel film. Like, oh, I, I could have gone into big trouble there. I'd have gone in a Marvel film and you would have had just the fucking sea of nerds. You just all like fucking zombies coming from under the ground being like, it's a DC film. Ah, nothing annoys nerds more than if you fuck up Marvel and DC. See, if you were to be like, oh, see Captain America, he was a smashing DC character. You just see all the nerds fucking popping veins in their head. Ah, and again, jacking off because they they're always jacking off. Warhammer one hand, fucking Twitch streaming with the same man and jacking off. Ah, that's all nerds do over comic book films. Who gives a f- fucking stupid? Anyway, what I'm saying is posthumously you should give Heath Ledger Best Actor Oscar for Brokeback Mountain. I'm going to look this up because like ben, no, you're too slow. I was going to get you to do this. His job is a tech nerd. He, he's over there doing Warhammer and he can't get it. <laughs> get it up. Hold on. Heath Ledger, Brokeback Mountain Oscars. Brokeback Mountain Oscars. See if he won Best Actor for this. I'll be so angry. I'll be like, oh no. But... Brokeback Mountain. He was a nominee for the best actor in 2006 for Brokeback Mountain. I mean, he should have bucking won it. Um, Academy Award for best actor. That's a son of a bitch. That, that stupid guy with the long nose. Skinny long nose guy, I want it. Um, which, by the way, is uh, Adrian Brody, I think. But he slided Adrian Brody won in 2002. Not 2006. Um, but yeah, there are some... Let me see, 2006... Forrest Whitaker won it for Eddie I mean in The Last King of Scotland, which, by the way, excellent film and an excellent portrayal. And here, don't see my impression of Forrest Whitaker in The Last King of Scotland. <clears throat> and again, the key to doing any impression is to say you are and then the title of the film. <laughs> and then do, hold on, I was so disrespectful for Forrest Whitaker. So, tennis, hold on. <clears throat> oh, I feel so embarrassed about myself here. Hold on. I'm the last king of Scotland. (laughs) So, (laughs) 
Oh, obviously it's not offensive because he's Scottish, you know, clearly. But yeah, should have gone there. And Forrest Whitaker won it that year. Shamona. Um, 2006. Oh, oh no, wasn't even the year. He was. He wasn't even nominated. <laughs> He was nominated in 2005 for the Brookback Mountain. And you know who won it there? Philip Seymour Hoffman. For Truman Capote. And guess what, Phil? You don't see my impressions of Philip Seymour Hoffman? Ah! That's him, by the way, on fire in Hannibal. And Ben, see him post edit. Can you put me on fire there, please? This is my impression of him. There we are. <laughs> By the way, that's not how he legitimately died in real life, Ben. That would be offensive. I think he just died from absolutely loving gear, which, I mean, it's a totally different way to go. I'm, I'm getting it. I get so annoyed. See, when you look at some of these best bullshit, Sean Penn should never have won Best Oscar for Harvey Milk. Milk was a fine film. Should have gone to Mickey Rourke for Randy the Ram Robinson, which is hard to say. Um, and The Wrestler, it was a great film. Jeff Bridges was good and crazy hard. He deserved that. Colin Firth in the King's Speech. Scatman John should have won that. Um, yeah, I, in fact, best actor for the year 2010 should have gone to James Franco because he played a guy in the movie 127 Arms and James Franco actually cut his own fucking arm off for the film. Like, he had a full two functioning arms, which James Franco, to be fair, spent abusing women for the most part, if you believe all the accounts in the news. But yet... He was he cut his own arm off for the sake of that film, and they gave it to um, they gave it to fucking oh who did they even fucking I get so angry there they gave it to Colin Firth for not being able to speak stupid bastard ah <laughs> oh dear Jean Dujardin do you know him he won the best Oscar for the artist which was a fucking shitty film you know it had a wee doggy in it that was pretty sweet to be fair. In fact, it should have gone to George Clooney. Here, the, welcome to the alternative Oscars with me, Dave Elliott, where I'm going to tell you who should have won the Best Actor Oscars. And um, we'll, we'll get on to Best Actresses on Patreon because no one really cares about that. And um, let's see, Jean Dujardin. Shouldn't have been him. No, should have been... Here we go. The new Oscars should have been won by George, George Clooney for The Descendants. Great film. 10 out of 10. Would recommend. Um, Daniel Day-Lewis, who just... He's, he's won too many, to be fair. He won the next year for Abraham Lincoln. I think that should have been won by, ooh, you know, probably DDL to be fair. But second place should have gone to Hugh Jackman for his portrayal of Jean Valjean, Les Miserables. He is young, he's afraid. Beautiful. Um, oh, Matthew McConaughey should have. Hey, McConaughey here. <laughs> and I've won the Best Actor Oscar for my portrayal Ron Woodruff in the Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah, that was a great film. D Dallas Buyers Club, again, a lot of drugs. My kind of thing, that film. That was a good year, to be fair. Wolf of Wall Street, Leonardo DiCaprio. You have a lo load of fucking the other end of the nerd scale. So you've got nerds playing Warhammer and jacking off. And then you have guys that are like going out. They all wear like those tight white t-shirts, but have we got some? All members of yacht clubs, probably accountants or trainee accountants, go to work every day with like, for no reason, with a collar up and a wee coat with an umbrella and it's not even raining. Be like, hey mate, do you want to go for a... Fuck those guys, they love. Bloody hell, DiCaprio should have won that. Fuck that. Um, that should have been won by the guy whose name I can't say. <laughs> I'm going to try that it's Chiwetel Ejiofor. I think that's Ejiofor. Chiwetel Ejiofor. 
Chiwetel Ejiofor. Chiwetel Ejiofor. Hey, I just call him Chiel. Chiel should have won a first portrayal of Solomon Northup in 12 Years a Slave. Um, Eddie Redman, Stephen Hawking. I mean, here. <laughs> With all due respect, how difficult is that to act? I can do it. <laughs> Davey, best Oscar. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, and then here, con- oh, finally, Leonardo DiCaprio won the best actor for The Revenant. Guess what? He should have won it before then because The Revenant was kind of shit. It was boring, it was long, it was a guy fighting a bear. See if I go to cinema and I want to see a movie about a man getting down and dirty with a bear. It's not in the wilderness. It's in the pipeworks that I want to see it. So, disappointed with that. So, I would not have given it to him on that occasion. The winner of the 2015 Best Oscar goes to... Matt Damon for his portrayal of Mark Watney in The Martian. <laughs> there you go, alternative Oscars. Casey Affleck shouldn't have won it because apparently he is... A trifling pervert. I don't know what trifling means, but I mean it's it's severe. And this year it should go to Desmond Doss being portrayed by Andrew Garfield and Hacksaw Ridge. Great film. Enjoyed that a lot. Gary Oldman, skinny guy, played Winston Churchill. He probably deserves it. Um, up for that's Timothy Chalamet. But I mean, a lot of people don't like Timothy Chalamet anymore because he's Timothy the pervert. I was going to say something really sly there and I was just about to leave my mouth. I uh, realised, hashtag cancelled, I wouldn't do it um, Rami Malek won the next year Ben we're just going through all the Oscars here up until 2020s Rami Malek won for praying pre- pre- playing Fred Mercury who's actually Farouk Bulsara that's not his real name Sly um, in Bohemian Rhapsody nah he shouldn't have won that it should have been Bradley Cooper just for singing that song tell me something girl but no should have probably gone to Viggo Mortensen because Tony Lip Valonga was a great person in the, in the in the Green Book. Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, here we go. Why does everyone fucking win Oscars for playing the Joker? Bullshit. He won it for his portrayal of the Joker, Arthur Fleck, in the Joker film, which was again another overrated film. But the nerd guys with their one hands and their fucking war hammers and their twitch and the other hand and their fucking dicks have driven that. Yeah, and it shouldn't have been Joaquin Phoenix that year. It should have gone to Antonio Banderas for his patrol of puss in Shrek but joking aside it probably should have actually gone to Adam Driver because he was very good in Marriage Story um, and then the 2020s Anthony Hopkins won it playing the role of Anthony <laughs> in the movie The Father I mean there you go I would have probably given it to Stephen Yoon because hey ethnic and sexy and that's what it's all about now Um. But yeah, I actually would say probably give it give it to Riz Ahmed. Like, he's a great actor. I, I haven't seen the movie Sound of Metal, but it looks like my kind of jam. So there you have it. There's my rundown of the Oscars Best Actor category. If you want to know more about, like, the other categories, Best Supporting Actor, who should have won there, Best Actress, who should have won that, who should have won Best Support, probably just give the fucking Meryl Streep every year. There you go, because she is belligerent. If she doesn't win it, when she wins it, she's uppity. Just give it to Meryl Streep every year, except she's not my favourite actress. You know who my favourite actress is, Ben? Beyonce. So, give it, give it Beyonce till the end of the season, and there you go. The most actor wins, Ben. Do you know who's who's the most decorated actor with wins? Um, George Clooney. No, I don't know if George Clooney. I think George Clooney maybe has won it once, has he? But I don't know. 
But no, it's actually DDL, Daniel Day-Lewis. He portrayed, who who did he win as? He was the wee guy with the foot, my left foot, that one-on-one. He he won one for There Will Be Blood, which, by the way, should be renamed with There Will Be Refunds, because it was the shittest film I've ever seen in my life. Drink the milkshake. Rubbish. And then he won it for Lincoln, which was fine. You can give him that. But, I mean, I think that the Academy need to get fucked and need to get me on. I need to be on the Academy judging panel. Helping these guys out. Marlon Brando's won it twice. Dustin Hoffman's won it twice. Nice. Tom Hanks has won it twice. Wouldn't have said that because I thought his films were a little bit weird. But there you have it. I sort of went a wee bit, a wee bit loose in the Oscars there. Having um, just wanted to talk about loosening of the restrictions, really. So there you have it. Restrictions are loosening. I'm feeling good, Ben. How are you feeling about the restrictions loosening? Getting. Never has there been a man with a straighter face. Like I, how do you feel about the restrictions, Lucian? Giddy. Do you have a wee bit of like, want about you or something? <laughs> Is there, I mean, well, there's a phrase like, there's a phrase that's going out. You know, there's certain phrases that people just don't get to use anymore, and I miss them. One was, well, you better for want about them, you know, which means physically or mentally unwell. Um, and another one that I really enjoyed was, you know, a child in our days was known as a bit of a handful like if you were a bad boy and you know you wouldn't be but nowadays you you have something wrong he's got ADHD he's got them. but in my days I got a bit of a handful clearly this guy has full undiagnosed ADHD and possible other things as well but in my days like fucking give him a toffee apple and send him to bed <laughs> he'll figure himself out um, but that was, that was good old days you can't get it like that anymore um, also you'd greatly offend people if you were to behave like that so there we have it the, the alternative Oscars have been a lot of fun. The restrictions are loosening better, getting out again. As you can see, I've had my hair cut, my dome trimmed. Um, what's great is my personal stylist is also Ben's personal stylist. But much like um, in the film The, the Titanic with um, Billy Zane, he was like, you know, the VIP guy. Billy Zane got in the boat. It should have been women and children. Billy Zane got in the boat. I got my bap, bap chop before Ben. Ben's under the ground. He's drowning. And I'm in the boat with the bitches and the bits and those, which are what I got. <laughs> so I'm there. I'm just, hey, listen, sweet cut. To be fair, he probably got me in to cut my hair before you because my hair getting cuts a much lesser job than yours. Like, you probably have to use hedge trimmers and that big thatch you've got up there. Whereas me, you just eat. What he kind of did was, you know the way, like, in the Turkish barbers, he just, like, set fire to a wee bit of, like, a stick. I think what he did was just the ceremony around my head because I'm so bald. He just lit a stick and just sort of wafted about. And it was, like, done, you know. And then I looked at myself in the mirror. I was like, I am the last king of Scotland. And it was, it was, it was great. So I'm there. I'm feeling fresh. I'm feeling good. And I'm just looking forward to getting out and about. And I feel like... I'm seeing around where I live that you see a lot of men getting into pubs. Like men are going into pubs to do shit to them. Like not like whenever they open again, the sort of shit I'll be doing in pubs. But these there's guys going in to do work to pubs to get the pubs ready to go. There's new screens being built. There's new beer gardens. It's just fucking great. I can't wait to get back in to pubs again. I've not drank a single drop of alcohol in the year twenty twenty one because I'm a, I'm a clean living guy. As you know, I'm a physique guy but mainly it's because I've got it in my head that I want my first drink to be a cold pint and if I hold off and wait for a cold draft pint of beer or a cold draft pint of stout 
in a pub and it's not fucking nice, I might throw the full pint against the wall and kick off. I might just get bored because I've waited this long. It needs to be... I might, you know what, my, my first drink very well in a draft beer form might be, unless I can think of modest, but don't think that's everywhere yet because enough people aren't fucking buying it in this podcast, would be a nice cold pint of Peroni. I'm a Peroni fan. I like a Peroni. What, what beer would you like, Ben? Yeah, Coors Light. I mean, it's it's watery piss, but it's it's tasty watery piss. You know, I can by the way, Coors. If you want to sponsor the podcast, listen, I'll drink watery piss. I've drank plenty of piss before, not just in beers. You know, just actual piss. I've drank people's piss for <laughs> sexual reasons, and hey, I'll I'll drink it for monetary reasons as well. So yeah, I like I like a Peroni. I'm a fan of it as well. I mean, I don't know why, but I quite like a Heineken and a Bex. A pint of Bex is good as well. But what I tell you all, I will never drink and I'll never endorse this and it'll be a 10 out of 10. would not recommend Maggie's Leap. Have you ever tried that? No. Yeah, you know what it is? Stinking. If you're, like, as a man who's drank actual piss before, I would say Maggie's Leap tastes like actual wet shite. Wet, watery shite. Not even a thick shite that at least you can get a nice texture to and go, is that nice? Oh, no, it's shit. You know, it's actually just tastes like watery shite and it's fucking disgusting. It tastes like watery shite with, that you've actually dropped a load of pennies into. And I don't know why a lot of people who drink like these craft beers that are blatantly stinking. You know, there are some craft beers out there that are just rotten, absolutely stinking. And a lot of them are just like, to me, it tastes like regular beer, just with pennies in them. And unless unless people come and go, hey, I like the taste of pennies, then I go, listen, get on that craft beer movement. But for me, I'm all about, I'm all about just nice lager, mm. nice lager, nice stout, and then maybe a pint of fucking gin or something. I don't know, get it into me. I'm going on a pub crawl at the end of May. You know, probably, I don't shouldn't say the date, but fuck it, I'm going on a banger pub crawl on the 22nd of May. So if any of you guys want to come and have a pint with the champion, you want to come and have a pint with me and buy me a pint and banger, 22nd of May, I'll be around all the pubs. I'll be, I'll be acting like Paul Gascoigne, getting blocked, causing a scene, getting barred. But me and my wife are going out in a pub crawl and I can't wait for it. That's going to be great. And I'm probably going to be blitzed because I haven't had a drink in the last few months. But hey, it's going to be a groovy time. I'm going to find out how it goes. Everything's loosening up. Everything's opening. It's it's just a great time. You know, I'm feeling good. And, and, and there we have it. Pubs are open and people need to be getting to the pubs. I feel that's a thing that we'll be missing. You know, because obviously you've seen the new trends. Obviously, I've spoken about the dreaded <clears throat> bastard sea swimmers before. There's another trend which has gone too far this week and that is the same type of person who goes sea swimming climbing up the morns hiking hiking up the morns I'm a hike beast and these fucks don't ha- don't hike part of my French <laughs> they don't fucking <laughs> even think even thinking about them is making me sick I'm actually going to vomit I'm going to barf because these fuckers are so sick these guys set fire to the morns these people who are not hikers who are not actual fans of the mountains, they're just guys who can't get into the cubicles of Thompson's and snort coke off some guy that just met's ring. I mean, Key, I've never done coke, maybe do it off rings as well. Who knows? But listen, that's what it's all about. These kind of people that are going up the mountains just for Instagram photos, go up the mountains, take a hike, go for a walk, feel good about it, get the nice... But don't feel the need to just do it just for social media. Do it for yourself. Same about sea swimming. If you go and do that, that's fine. See all these fuckers that come in their dry robes with their wee fucking boxes of food and their wee fucking cartons of coffee and just leave it at their fat holes? 
Yeah, because a lot of them do fat holes. I've seen the videos on social media of fat hole bastards going in swimming in their wee wetsuits. Not it's so refreshing. Pick up your rubbish and bring it home, or you can get fucked. Or I'll set you on fire, Ben. Get me on fire again. Ah! Oh, yeah, does my head in. What I'm saying, stop coming into my, <laughs> stop coming into my neck of the woods and wrecking it. County down. Although I don't give as much of a fuck about South Down, but North Down's my shit. Don't be coming to North Down, Helens Bay, Brompton Beach, in your droves and leaving your bastard and rubbish, put it in the fucking bin. Pick up your dog shit too, even if you are a local. Stop walking staffies. Staffies are for life, not just a status symbol to prove you're a paramilitary. Get a staffie and love it. Don't let it loose without a fucking leash either. Too many of those bastards running around savaging dogs in Ballyhome Beach. And guess what? I'm a dog man now, I've got a puppy. So when I'm down that beach, if your dog's loose and it's going to cause havoc, I'm going to kick its fucking. And hey, people might be like, why are you beating ass at living daylight so this dog? I'll be like, hey, the dog fucked with my dog. And if you fuck with my dog, you fuck with me. Elbow to the face. Eat that, Staffy. Bam. And I, and yes, I'll fight a Staffy for, for money. If you just, you know, want to want to arrange that, I'll fucking do it. Me and two, I reckon, do you reckon I'd beat a Staffy in a fight or do you reckon a Staffy would kill me? What special moves do you have? I took out a Staffy. Yeah, I would just choke him out, you know. Obviously, he would be faster probably trying to bite me, but I reckon if I got if I got in the death grip, I just fucking. And you know what I would do? I this would be the ultimate thing. I would get a staffy in a death grip, and I'd be just submitting it out. I'd be choking out just as it's trying to bite me. You know what I would do? I'd fucking bite its tongue out. I'd be like, "Yeah, you want to fucking bite me with those teeth? Open your mouth wider." Yeah. Stop sea swimming. Don't be going up the mountain if you're not a mountain person. Unless you're a mountain, if you, unless you're an ibex, don't be up the mountain. Fuck away off. Wait till Thompson's opens. Get in there. Sniff all you need. Get your exhilarating refreshment that way. Stop sea swimming. Don't dump your rubbish. And if you dare let your dog off a lead, control it. Otherwise, you know what I'm going to do. I'm not even going to beat the dogs because I love dogs. Although I said I would, I would choke out a staffy and rip its tongue out with my own teeth. What I'll do is kick the fuck out of the owner of the staffy. And I don't care whether it's man, woman or child getting her fuck knocked in. If you let a dangerous dog off your lead on my beach, my children, my dog about. Wow, I thought this was going to be a really chilled episode, Ben, after last week's anger. I don't know what it is. Should I go and see somebody about my anger problems? Am I aggressive? It's probably a bit late for that. Yeah, I mean, it probably is. But listen, it is what it is. You know it's not too late for, though, Ben? People that buy tickets to my Ulster Hall show, my God. Why have my segues been on fire today? Like the like Sleeve Donard itself, my segues have been on fire. Except I was this my fire was started by the genius mind that I have, not by some some probably a fucking part-time chef that works with Frankie and Benny's just deciding, oh, I'm a mountain person now, let's go up there. And he's just walking up probably. Exa- what is it about chefs that they just love? Red Bull and Feg so much. You never see a chef drinking anything other than Red Bull or anything other than smoking. Like, I mean, what else would you be putting in your mouth other than a cigarette? Maybe, I don't know, a tin of, a tin of lilt and a chubba chub. That'd be an alternative look. But chefs just love that. There's nothing a chef loves more than a Red Bull and a cigarette. And then they're the sort of, they're probably a chef. Maybe a chef in like a, a fucking Cuban sandwich place or something. Just, I'm a chef, but my Instagram phone, I'm fucking boom, gorse fire tickets. Pick up your rubbish. Keep your dogs in leads. Stop sea swimming. Fuck off out of North Down. Or else... I'll beat the shit out of you. <laughs> and you'll probably get people on this being like, Oh, will you beat the shit out of me? Well, yeah. I'll knock shit out of everybody. I'll, I'll, 
I'll nearly say I'll shove your shit up inside you, but that sounds like a, like a pretty different kind of threat. I meant like, you know, a big, I was going to say fist, a punch. Pick up your rubbish and leave North Down. Um, and South Down, for that matter, County Down. Get out. But yeah, Ulster Hall tickets are selling really well. There's only, um, last time I counted 19 tickets in the middle section left, so that's nearly all fucking gone. If you want to be looking right down the barrel, like this, at me, on the night, Get those babies. The sides are going too. They're filtering out. It's kind of like my hair in many respects. It starts off, boom, down the middle. It goes. Then the front kind of goes. And then it's all the back. It's all gone. So follow any social media links that I have to the the website, which is the Ulster Hall website. Or just type in Dave Elliott, Ulster Hall, and you'll find out how to get there. I'm also looking at trying to do some shows to practice material. So where would people like to see this guy? I mean, obviously, after a lot of those threats I've just made, maybe not too close to home, because, I mean, I could get aggressive. I could get very aggressive very quickly. But let me know where you'd like to see me do a show when I come and do some shows. I need to run some material and try out some stuff for the Ulster Hall, which is going to be a really good time. So if you haven't already, don't be one of these guys like, oh, I'm going to wait until there'll be none left. It's selling out. It's in December, which is like fucking eight months away, is it? Six months away? Four months away? Three months away? Seven? Seven, is it, Ben? Eight. It's eight months, isn't it? Slowest guy in history over there. No, no. He just put his hand up to say five months. We're coming into the fifth month. So there was five months and then there's, it's seven. Say seven and a half months. Yeah. Maybe lockdown's just got to you. He's just floating around thinking, maybe that's why he bought me a present. I thought it was just really weird he just bought me a present. But hey, it's my birthday in September. So when's your birthday, by the way, Ben? July, what date? The 12th? I'll be orange, man. 26th. 26th of July. 26th of July. Just putting that into my mind so I can buy him a present. So I'm going to make him work if this falls on a Monday. You'll be here on your birthday and we'll celebrate. We'll have a good time. I'll maybe give you a wee bit more money than you give me for... It is a Monday. Do you want, do you want your birthday off, Ben? We can do it on Tuesday. Uh, I'll see. I'll see. Yeah. Speaking of which, by the way, I'm going to be taking a bit of a holiday break. I don't know where, whether I'll be able to go anywhere, but I'm going to take a holiday break on the 12th of July, going to Amsterdam to celebrate the heritage of my, my family. Um, But no, I'm not actually, but I'll be away for two weeks or like not doing stuff for two weeks. So we might have to record two podcasts, bulk the bulk, back the back, ask the mouth, whatever you want to say, Ben, it works for me. So we'll figure out, I mean, listen, it's not even May and we're talking about... You know, when, when are we going to be recording the July holidays there you go so we'll figure that out but yes buy Ulster Hall tickets and just fuck up tell your friends to go buy them a present if it's their birthday get them as a birthday present if I sell Ulster Hall I don't leave them a fucking job so I mean help me out guys fuck's sake get it done soon and again here's another thing you know what I hate as much as I hate sea swimmers and all that shit and people posting boring stuff on social media I hate posting about Ulster Hall you know, I'm excited about it. I love the idea of the show, but I feel like I'm boring people with it. So just buy tickets, sell it out, and they don't have to hear me talk about it until the day. Which, by the way, you hear it from me first. It's going to be the best hour stand-up you see this year, locally. And I promise you that. Because if it's not, hey. I mean, what a move that is, Ben. I don't even threaten to hit people anymore with my fists. I'm fucking elbows. I'm a dirty bastard. 
So get tickets to that. That's all good. If you like this kind of shit and you want to see more off-the-cuff mental bastard shit, <laughs> subscribe to my Patreon. It's a load of fun. We had a problem there with the serial killing the podcast. I'm still doing... I have three more episodes to do. They'll be out when they're out, so fuck up. Get off my back. Stop asking me about it. They'll be there when they're there. I'm doing about 14 podcasts this week. I'm helping other people out because I am the guy that people want. I'm Mr. Podcast. And Mr. Podcast is doing other podcasts this week. I'm Mr. Podcast. I'm the king of the mountain. I'm the physique guy. I'm what is it you called me earlier? The God Man. The God. I'm the God Man. I mean, I didn't pronounce myself that. Ben did. But anyway, Mr. Podcast is busy this week. So I mean, <laughs> there's the name of the podcast. Mr. Podcast is busy. So Mr. Podcast is busy this week. But I'll try and get them done when I can. And also, um, I'll maybe see about doing something else in here Ben you know we might uh, we've got this space and I mean there's a brick wall over there that I don't know how I feel about what do you reckon about it would you use a brick wall as a background for something or would you just fucking rip it down and put something else up I just use it for me. Oh, you, yeah, I'm using it for, this guy you know what this guy is he is a fucking piece of shit because he just goes one day he sits there over there before he had a wee station before when it was just a seat he sat over there and was like I'd like to do a wider shot. You need wood. I'd like more lights in here and also put shelving up. So I go, yes, master, and do that. And then now he's like, eh, probably just keep that wall. When before, he's like, rip it down. So I could have been here just in in the moment, ripping down that, to be fair, kind of wick-looking brick wall. And um, you put another shit up there. I'm glad I didn't. So we'll maybe figure it out. But it's a, it's a pretty good space. I think the sound is pretty nice in here today, too. Do you notice the difference from the soundproofing I put on? It's a bit warmer too, isn't it? Above all else, you know, it's very nice. And also there's very many damaged water pipes behind the wall that I've just hammered through, but we'll not talk about that. We'll worry about that elsewhere. And if you like the podcast and you think this is a wild time, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. I'll read it out on the um, podcast next week, which there's been no new reviews this week, so fuck all y'all. But um, hopefully next week there will be, and it will be all gravy in the hood patreon.com slag i podcast for bonus episodes and other shit slag killing a podcast serial killing a podcast who gives a fuck what it is it's there and it's you can enjoy it other bits and bobs will be over there and i'm going to really amp that up soon as well ben we're going to do more when we get more time you know obviously he just doesn't like spending any more than an hour with me in a week so it's hard to do that but we'll do what we can um let's see what my sponsors have to say this week manscaped i mean it says do not read this host to scream really loud oh oh my god fuck whatever comes to mind see if i was screaming really loud i would go bollocks really loud there we go those are the screams that i used to make when i cut myself shaving before i knew about manscaped no that's not no one screams when they cut the see if you cut yourself shaving you go like this oh no oh no oh no oh no what the fuck <laughs> oh no I'm actually bleeding out here. And genuinely what happened to me once, I wasn't shaving. I was, you know, jacking off, right? And what was happening, I back in the day before internet, you know, before you had phones, before you could just be a dirty bastard by going tits into your phone and there it is. You had to research. You had to like go and find. You had to actually actively go out and search for your smut. Now, whenever I was a young man, you know what, my, my there used to be magazines that my mum would just have kicking about the house, just women's magazines about, like, fucking furniture and, like, how shit men are and all, and then also beauty and stuff. And in the back of said magazines, I feel like it was called 
Mar- Mar- Mary Claire maybe was the magazine but it was good quality thick magazine and in the back they had adverts for breast augmentation surgery now whenever you're a 14 year old guy you know you can't just find porn back in those days when I was 14 you know what year it was Ben? year 2000 mate way into the year 2000 yeah that's about right isn't it 20 years ago I'm 34 boom Born 1986, finger that, finger that, <laughs> figure that. Yeah, so I was 14, wasn't it, in the year 2000? And um, obviously just, you know, when you're 14, you just jack off 15 times an hour or whatever. And like you have to search it, you have to find it, you have to subtly hunt it out. You're like a predator. You're like, what? probably the wrong term to use actually in that context. But you're like, a, you're, you're a hunter and gatherer. You're just hunting out like porn. And then they find this magazine in the back. There's these boob job adverts. And I'm like, I'll do the trick. So you go in, you don't have your like wee computers what is that noise it sounded like a beeping sound let's see if it's a damn battery in this camera so you opened up the back you couldn't just have it on your phone and do whatever you need to do or if you're a nerd you'd have warhammer on one hand you'd be on like fucking wouldn't be twitch it'd be super nintendo oh and you'd be just ripping the dick of yourself so you just have to you know get the magazines open and blah 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 then what happens thick quality paper i was just you know doing what what 14 year olds do and my dad tried to get into the bathroom Thankfully, the door was locked, but you still your natural reaction to go, <gasps> so when I spun round, I just drew my member across the bottom of the pages, paper cut serious across, yeah, you get the gist, a lot of blood, thought to myself, oh no, and again, when you're naive and young, you think this is the end, you know, this is how I'm going to die, I'm going to be found bleeding out in the bathroom floor like some kind of addict, you know, like some sort of fucking addict, found dead, and except I'm an addict is something more, more filthy than gear, I'm an addict, of filth and my parents were going to find me bled out in a puddle of my own blood in the bathroom in my old house in Hollywood thankfully what happened obviously was you go from a very excited state into a state of uh, relative placidness and relative flaccidness and that just the, the bleeding stops but I did you know what is the universal way to stop bleeding bit of wet toilet roll on the end did the trick but that was very frightening I thought I was going to bleed out which made me to be fair have a wee bit of a, of a complex about using trimmers or razors or anything that could cut down there you know it makes you panic rather than scream like the, the like Manscaped want me to do clearly Manscaped have been using their products for too long they don't know what it's like to actually cut your privates not sweet you panic it's nervous but thank god for the lawnmower 3.0 I am over my fear of sharp objects around my genitals I am over my fear of paper cuts on my dick and that's all because of Manscaped, baby. Because the 3.0 lawnmower has just been beautifully designed. I mean, it's like something Angelo made back in the day. It is truly an art form like I've never seen before. It is a razor, but it could also be like a massager or a, you know, a vibrator, or I mean, just whatever you want. It's waterproof, so you can do that, you know, and, and it's beautifully designed to reduce painful nicks and tugs. Get 20% off a free shipping with the code SLYGUY at manscaped.com. It's all capitals, SLYGUY for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. That's all caps, SLYGUY. Now, there are other codes you can use for discounts, but all these guys are big conglomerates. You know, these, these other podcasts with millions of listeners and followers, they don't need your fucking codes. I do. I'm just a guy here. I could have died. Masturbating at 14. You know, and I survived. I'm a survivor. I'm here now. I should have died. I should. I nearly cut my penis off when I was 14. I somehow came through that. 
I, to be fair, had to use... I had to go and see Dr. Wankenstein, you could call him, and he did sew myself together again and made it work enough that I could have two children, praise be. And listen, it gets better. And, you know, whenever, you, you, you know, you look down to your privates, you know, it's not necessarily something you would look at as a thing of beauty. I mean, Ben, do you ever look at your own penis and think that's beautiful? Every day. Every, every day. Well, maybe he is a better penis. What colour is your penis? Peachy, mine is grey with a touch of green about it. Like mine looks like a like mine looks like a ruined castle, you know, a ruined turret. It's grey. There's brown on it, a wee bit of green. It also looks like you know a wee bit of beef, like Silverside, where you cut it and you can actually see like the hues of like like blue and all through it. You know, it kind of looks like a blue bottle. It's sort of a mixture of those colours. It's not beautiful, but it's me. You know, it is me, and it is a tool that has, you know, given me such relief whenever I need to pee, you know, it, it's given me two most beautiful daughters who I'm so grateful to have and who I love more than anything in the world. And really, that's down to Manscape. If it wasn't for Manscape, let me learn about, you know, the penis isn't just a disgusting thing that looks like a protagonist from the film Tremors. No, it's a, it's a useful procreative tool and pee relief giver, and I mean you gotta love it, you know, don't punish it, don't beat it like most teenage boys do, just love it, stroke it, like as if it's a little gerbil, and just you know, love it, let let people touch it touch it, and you know, just show it affection, you know, and that's all done in Manscaped, so guys not only the Manscaped sponsor, this is the last time maybe Manscaped will sponsor the podcast this week, but let me just say, get their products out treat your penis like your you know what the old saying, Ben do on others as they do on the you. Treat others as you would like to be treated yourself. Treat your penis how you want to be treated. And do you want to be beaten every day? No. Stroke it. Put ball moisturizer on. Shave it down. And just care for yourself, man. You know, look after yourself. It's all good. It's all gravy. And you know what the best thing you can do to your penis after you and, and your balls and testicles, and also if you're a woman you know, or, you know, whatever gender you identify to, if you have pubic hair, the lawnmower 3.0 will eradicate that. And it's such a tool. And you know what makes it even better, Ben? Mm -hmm. If you take your genitals after you've freshly shaved it with the Manscaped lawnmower 3.0 and you pour a full tin of modest beer over your penis and say to a friend just any friend like that guy I went to cinema with I would say to him I'd be like just get down your knees and open your mouth and I'm going to pour a beer into your mouth with a little bit of a detour on the way down let's just say it will be poured and it will hit something that will slightly send it off kilter but drink modest beer it's a cool calm refreshing brand of beer with so many variants they have so many beers now they're such a delicious nutritious beer if I was an alcohol drinker I would be drinking modest beer I've stopped drinking alcohol just because I'm a clean living guy and I'm waiting for that pint in a bar but see once I've had that first pint the dam will be broken and I'll be back in the modest beer every day every day I'll be a modest beer I'll be shaving my balls and I'll probably be eating you know a new sponsor we're going to have it's also an old sponsor but should not say with a shaving area so modestbeer.co.uk at modestbeer on all social channels get whatever you need Ben how long have I been talking for 55 minutes Jesus in heaven give me strength this day well do you watch Line of Duty still no what did he say 
Jesus, Mary and Joseph and the wee donkey. I've talked a lot this week. Let's just fire into questions and see what... See, let's see what we have to say this week. Um, The first question has come from no one. No, it's come from... Um, Dara Conlon, who said, Are you the lesser known Bogdanov brother? I don't know who that is. He's, he's maybe commenting about my sweet look on uh, social media with my, my new face cream I've been using. But let me see. <laughs> do, let me see. Do you have an image of a Bogdanov brother? You laughed at that. <laughs> Where are these guys? Come on, get it up. Oh well. <laughs> ah yes, Ben. Please, can you put up the Bogdanov brothers on the on the sign there, please? And then also, please. Uh, I mean, Dara, that's brilliant. That's what I love to see. I will be, and you can put a picture of me up there too, Ben. Please, thank you. Beside the Bogdanov brother, they're very swag guys. I like to see it. Um, Kelleher, or is it Kelleher? What's his name? Yeah, oh, it's Owen. He's just said his name's Owen, but his name's Keller. Keller O2. I don't know if it's like Beer Keller, which is like a, a chain of, of like pubs, I guess. Um, and he said, no questions, Dave, but I'm going to need you to call out Liam, a hardcore sly guy listener, but won't fork out the four quid and become a rider sly. Stingy bastard. Just call him L Boy. He'll know what that means. It'll get under his skin. I mean, listen here, L Boy. If you're a true hardcore listener you become a writer sly you'll see what's going on over on the patreon and i'm going to start dishing out more stuff for the writer sly guys all the other fucking fuckers can get the podcast and you can get the good stuff so listen we'll figure it out keller keller or owen i'll just call you owen because that fucking name's weird change your name my friend please make it easier for me i'm an old blind guy who's dyslexic so don't make it more difficult it needs to be i'm not dyslexic actually i'm very good at reading i read at a carl service in my school and i was a senior prefect and i marked people's uniform cards if they had long hair because they didn't like it and i got drunk and par so what i'm saying is keller owen sort it and also L Boy, you're not a true fan. You're a stingy bastard. <laughs> Kieran Barr has said, Any gigs planned near Derry soon, lad? I mean, yeah, I'll go. I'll be listen, I will do gigs where people want me. So I want to say now in the podcast, where would you like to see Big Davy do a gig? Let me know. Get in touch and I'm gonna get be booking some shows. So if you hit me in the DMs on Instagram and you say, Davy, I wanna see you in X, Y, or Z. I'll come and do a show, unless it's Lisburn. And if you say go to Lisburn, I'll go, no, come to the Ulster Hall, because I'm not going to Lisburn. Ever, um, all the best Ulster Hall, me and the woman, or me and, and not even the woman, just me, me and woman are heading up. Very caveman, like that me and woman are coming. But listen, let me see, is the woman in your photo the woman? Let me see who's your, your photo. Um, Yeah, hopefully, you know, it is. Your partner there, very beautiful young lady. Um, Ruth has said, trying to be a better patron. I thought it said person there. I mean, I'm here to help too. Trying to be a better patron and get questions in. What influenced you to start writing comedy scripts as opposed to stand-up? I'm hoping you name a specific show so I can go binge it. I'm hoping you name a specific show so I can go binge it during the last week of lockdown. Loving the pod. I mean, 
What I mean, what's this is so? What she's trying to do is for I assume get me to say what show influenced me to write. I'll tell you, I've always wanted to write scripts. I feel that's what what suits my, um, I could say talents better, but I mean, you know, I don't even have talent. I just think what it was. I've always wanted to write. I've always had a good grasp on I think seeing things and how I would like things to look and be so in my head like does that make sense ben like i i can imagine a scene that would be funny and think to myself that would be funny if that happened and then could sort of imagine that being in 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 a sitcom type environment and to me i've had the I've, the ideas that i have developed over lockdown have been ideas that i have just had but never really had the time to actually sit down and work on so whenever lockdown happened and i realized there'd be no more stand-up I thought, right, well, I don't want to just waste time. I'm somebody who wants to be full-time at this, and I'm going to be soon, I think. Well, the wheels are in motion, let's just say. So I just thought, you know what, I'll make use of my time. As shit as it is, as much as I've missed stand-up, I need to be coming out of this with something more positive for me. And I feel like we are, because during the lockdown, we're really thrusted forward with the Sly Guy podcast we've got this nice space this really good studio we have um, I mean Ben could be a better producer to be fair like you you need to be here you know I want you when I come I want to be here to start recording at 8 o'clock and I want to stay and talk until 1 or 2 in the morning I will bring bean bags I'll bring sleeping bags we'll bring so I was going to say I'll bring a wee barbecue and some marshmallows we'll just have a good time but then I'll set off a fire alarm and you know I'm not that kind of guy so you know you need to just make yourself more available when I do this, I want you to be there. So, like, if I say to you, listen, there has been a package delivered at my house and it's now at the Hermes Holding Center, I need you to go and get that for me. I shouldn't have to do that sort of stuff myself, Ben, okay? Go forward. Okay. Thank you. But, um, yeah, just it was basically a case of I wanted to still be creative and funny if it could be during a, a tough time. So I focused mainly on my scripts. And I've loved it. I love writing. I love developing ideas. I just love, basically for me, comedy is about trying to make people enjoy it you know so i don't really care as much about like you know some people are in it they just want to be famous for me i just want to make funny stuff that i can enjoy doing and is fun to do so if i can enjoy every day and people laugh at it terrific and i just didn't want to waste my time so in terms of shows what could you binge watch watch dexter it's great up until like it gets shit but um it's good and also what else have i been watching i don't know Line of Duty, I mean, everyone watches that, doesn't it? Um, Naomi has sent me a big, long story, but I think... Fuck it, I'll do it. Let's see. Wow, now, what Naomi has done here, by the way, it's just not hit me with um, a load of, like, you know, <laughs> sex stories and advice, but that's, that's technically what she's done. Now, she's done this because... On this week's Patreon podcast, I was talking about how I built a, a slide from a daughter this weekend, and um, I did refer to it. I went, I built a fucking slide, and then I realized it's not a fucking slide, it's just a slide, because I know there are sex swings out there, and like there's a difference between a fucking slide and a sex swing. You know, we, we got ourselves into a wee bit of a, a, wee bit of a, um, a wee bit of wormhole there, and Naomi being my source of... Um, you know, material in terms of, 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 of sex toys and like she's an expert in that field and she just comes in every week with great stories for me, great reviews of, of sex toys and stuff. So I said, listen, if there's a sex swing 
story out there, let me know. And there's a lot. She's given me a lot of... I wanted to know about the origin of a sex swing. And she's given me that. And that'll be on next week's Patreon, by the way, because it's going to be great. But <laughs> the story she sent me is just... And this is uh, the title of it. My husband left me in a sex swing. Now, I don't know whether that means he just was like, listen, it's not you, it's me. But while she's <laughs> swinging in the air, be like, really? Really, James? Would you just leave me like this? He's like, listen, it's not it's not you, it's me. But to be fair, you know, you're not entirely um, showing yourself in a good light here as you're swinging in the sky with your blurt out, you know? Now, hopefully there actually is. It's a three-minute read, Ben, so relax. He's over there raging. He's like, I want to fucking get home. I've got... I need to watch... What is it you watch? Down Abbey. Oh, I need to go and watch Down Abbey. Oh, the Warhammer and my Twitch. And, yeah. Um. Oh, no. I bought my ex-husband a sex swing for his birthday. He opened it and was immediately keen to try it out. We managed to get it mounted to the ceiling and figure... Imagine you just fuck up your ceiling, sticking a sex swing in, and you have to try and get a builder in to be like... By the way, mate, um, I just tried to put in a new light, and you'd be like, that's quite a deep groove you put into your ceiling there for a light. Yeah, you know. Um, so you burst the pipes in here. That's how I burst the pipes in here. I'm trying to build my own fucking sex wing in glory, old paradise. But that's why Ben likes to come here, so, I mean, it's all part of the deal. Um, I had a vivid sexual imagination, even then fueled by erotica. I mean, I love that word. I don't quite know what erotica means. I think it's an all-encapsulating thing for pervy shit. Um... That even then, fueled by erotica and my own naughty thoughts, this swing had shown up in my fantasies more than once. I was always looking forward to ways to spice things up and inspire Dave to be more sexually adventurous. That's the guy's name. It's not me, Jesus. Why? Why is a guy called Dave? Oh, all right, Dave. There's no no one called Dave who is sexual. Um, I mean, this is like a fucking Mills and Boone. I quickly stripped off my tank top and shorts. I'd be waiting for this. Our ceilings were high, so it was relatively far off the ground. <laughs> ah. Dave helped me hoist my one five foot one inch frame into the swing and strap my legs and hands in. Even though he was only interested in sex twice a, twice a month or so, Dave was always pretty ad- adept at oral, and he started. To, I mean, this is this is bad. Dave put oh no, I mean I hope this is this means like a chair. But anyway, Dave pulled up a stool and began pleasuring me with his tongue. So either he he brought over a seat and stood on it and went, or he just started shitting and licking. And I mean, you know, each to their own. Oh dear. He pulled up a stool and began pleasuring me with his tongue. His hands caressed my back and th- thighs. Oh my God, has he tasted me? Why tasted? That's so gross. Has he tasted me? Blech. I was finally relaxing into the exposed position when the doorbell rang. Our dog barked. Ignore it, I begged, my hips wiggling into Dave's mouth. They'll go away. <laughs> oh, this is so well written. Just hang on a second. He muttered as he rose from the stool and left the room. I expected he had dismissed whoever was at the door and resumed his position between my legs. I waited suspended in midair with my legs spread, my hands bound while he answered the door. Uh, my punani was drenched. I mean, 
Wow. The vulnerability of my position and the contact of his tongue moments before intoxicated me. I took a few moments to retreat into my fantasies while he dismissed what I was sure to be a Jehovah's Witness at the door. In my imagination, he would dismiss the doorbell ringing devil immediately and run back upstairs to ravage me. He'd pound me... He had pounded into me with animalistic need. Then, once he spent his first load, I would slowly pleasure me. He would slowly pleasure me until I was crying out for release. Now, this is all very dramatic and descriptive. All among, there's nothing sexy about just being suspended in a swing. You know, it's like a baby bouncer, effectively for an adult. It's not going to be sexy. I heard the door open and jovial conversation ensued. Clearly, it wasn't an unwelcome visitor. My husband offered a visitor a beer. I heard the hiss of tops released from their bottles. Then I listened to the sound that killed more female orgasms than Catholicism, Sunday football. It was only then that I realised the other voice belonged to my neighbour, who had clearly shown up to watch the game and drink our beer. He was escaping the wrath of his wife while she cared for the third child in his many years. Oh, they're keen on each other. They don't need swings. Just basic love and affection. Meanwhile, I was still trapped, naked and spread eagle in the sex swing, tethered to her master bedroom ceiling. Oh, what was I supposed to do? Shouting could cause both men to come running. It would be embarrassing enough when Dave realised they'd forgotten me. How does he, like, how does a guy, right, Ben, if it's you, you've suspended somebody in a sex swing, your face is covered in whatever comes out of their vagina and the doorbell rings, would you not be like, mate, do you just go and sit in the living room till I go and let my missus out of a sex swing here? That would probably be going through my mind, yeah. Yeah, but this guy, Dave's just like, I mean, all right. Arsenal, Spurs are on against Man City in the Carabao. Dead on, mate. Let's go. Um, I made it through almost a full quarter of the football before the muscles of my arms began to twitch. I unleashed the screaming my husband's name. Dave ran into the room, half-empty bottle of Sam Adams in his hand. He froze, his mouth hanging open. My husband forgot that his petite, sexy wife was strapped, exposed, and naked in a sex swing. I don't believe that. You don't just forget in a space of two minutes going to open the door. He knew he had royally messed up in this situation. With muttered apologies and promises to make it up to me, he helped untie me, drew my own bath to soothe the muscles that had strained to maintain my position. He returned to the football game. I slept in the guest room that night. I thought it said I slept with the guest that night, which would be far better. We never tried to swing again. Um, I think for punishment, what she should do is put Dave in the swing. Um, I mean, this is a great website, by the way, Ben. It's called Sexual Tendency. So if you want me to send you the link for that, there's a lot of uh, stories about sex in there for you who is a fan of sex. Um, and this is an article that I'll definitely enjoy reading, but not in the podcast. The different types of sex swings and how to use them. There'll be an exclusive episode on Patreon this week, guys. Look forward to that. Um, Dempster has said, well, Davey, I need to know what's going, what it's going to take for you to try sea swimming. I feel you've knocked it that much that you'll actually like it. You know what? I'll do it and I'll just not tell anyone what I think about it because if I go and I enjoy it, great. And if I go and I hate it, I'll tell you about it. But if I enjoy it, I never will and no one will ever know. So there you have it. That's just the way of the world. And I mean, I'm excited and I feel like... I'm inevitably going to... Like, here's the thing. I've been in the sea and I've swam before, just not here because I'm a moron. Wait till I'm, like, fucking Tenerife or somewhere before I do that shit. Nice and warm. Um, Last couple of questions here. Ben's getting so agitated over there. Relax. Your body language is atrocious. He's sitting over there like, oh, he's like, I need to get back on Twitch. Oh, I have a stream at 10 o'clock. It's a Warhammer stream. Oh, 
Um, Harry says, which Jamie Harrison has said, if you could speak to, if you could be anyone for a week, who would it be and why? Mm. Ben, that's who I'd be for a week and I'd make him chill out a bit and enjoy this experience. And Wormballs come in with a, a full story, which I'm actually going to save for next week's podcast because Ben's losing his shit. Um, and it's called New Section for the Show, Sly Guys of History. First up, El Agabolus. So Ben, we're going to talk about that next week and we're going to give a big shout out to Wormball because that's a great bit of content. Guys, thank you for welcoming me back into your lives in the studio. I really am glad to be back. I hope the wider shot's good. I hope the sound is good. Ben, you better produce this well. Hope you've made all the notes to put things on that screen. And, uh... Mm. Set me on fire. Absolutely. Like Steve Donner himself. Guys, it's been a pleasure. It's been definitely an experience. And we'll see you next week. Up at Manscaped, Sly Guy. 20% off your ball shape. Don't be a twat. I'm the Sly Guy.